You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. And welcome to Trophy Wars, this episode 456. I'm your host, Chicky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. You were trying to praise yourself there, and uh, you got you stumbled over. You got caught up. You're like, I just can't do this. I don't deserve it. Actually, to be fair, what I did was I just realized I didn't put the sound bite in to the, the mixer. So I was trying to do that in, in the middle of it. Uh, he brings the awesome every week. It's I Yield to No One. I'm I'm gonna have a moment of silence for the rest of my my quarterback and my Bengals fans. Uh, what happened? I missed it. Uh, our offensive line got our rookie quarterback killed. A rookie quarterback killed. Well, I'm considering that Burrow was freaking lighting it up and doing what no other rookie quarterbacks do in their first season. He was the one lone bright spot on our dismal season, and they got him killed. So. All right, and we have a guest this week, as I advertised on our Facebook group. He is our other friend from across the pond. It's Dupes. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. Nice to be back again. Uh, we've had you on the show. I, I just realized we've had you on the show before. Yeah, Yield wasn't here, though, then. It was just me, you, and Alex. Yeah, to be fair, that's why he said good to be back again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that normally does mean that you've been on the show once before. All right. To be fair, uh, I, I brought dupes. Uh, do, can we use your government name? You can. Yeah, I've, I said this in Rocket League the other night. You can call me whatever you want. All right, because uh, it's a different government, so therefore, you know. Okay, bad joke. It's more <laughs> like most of them. <laughs> All right, so uh, Dupes' real name is Mark, so we're going to refer to him as Mark for the rest of the show. I brought Mark on the show because he actually uh, just got his PlayStation 5, and I figured a lot of these conversations and you know things that we could talk about with the PlayStation 5, uh, we get his expertise on it because, as you know, Alex and Yield are refraining on getting their next-gen systems for a while. So let me bring up the agenda because I just minimized it. Let's do an updated trophy count. I am level 601 with total trophies of 13,531 with 247 Platinums. I've gotten three since the last time we recorded. Are any of them worth a damn? Um, <laughs> he has to think about it. <laughs> so oh, no, so that's a it no. It, de- it depends on what did I say I got last week. I, got, I told you I got the Astrobot one, right? Yes, you said you had Astrobot. Okay, so since then, I've gotten the Platinum in Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, and my name is Mayo, too. Oh, I figured that one would be in there. Of course. Actually, I'm sorry, I only got two from last week. Uh, not three. Not three. I'm working. I, I mean, I could easily get a third by pop, uh, just going and finishing Miles Transferring my save from Miles Morales over to the five and getting another one, but I, you know, I'm trying to be legit and go through the game again. If you want to be legit, then you shouldn't play My Name is Mayo, too. <laughs> Listen, it, it, you gotta play the Mayo. I, I mean, have never Kal- played the Mayo, and I'm perfectly fine. Even Kalai got the Mayo. Uh, 
Alex, what are your trophies, sir? I'm getting distracted here. Level three, or excuse me, 438 with a total trophy count of 7,081 and a platinum count of 107 in 106 games. All right, yield. Yo. Level 438. Trophy, oh, 432, I'm reading Alex's. Ha! <laughs> trophy count of 6842 and a platinum count of 112. Good job, Tricky. You finally learned how to deal with yield. I, I've done it a couple times. I just I just ignore him now. Sid oh, is level right. five. I'll, I'll get him. Sid is level five hundred and ten with a total trophy uh, count of ten thousand six. He finally broke the ten thousand mark, and he got a new platinum. Uh, so he's up to one seventy two. Anyone want to guess what Sid's last platinum was? It was my name is Mayo too. <laughs> yes, it he, was. He put he deliberately left the title out of his post so that someone would ask him <laughs> what he got. I saw that, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I can't, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he made it seem like it was such a hard platinum to get to, setting it, us all up. No, it really is a hard platinum. I mean, you don't know how hard it is hitting that X button ten thousand times. I mean, oh, I guess not. It, it's so hard. That's what she said. And boring. And Mark, what is your trophy got, sir? Uh, level 463, uh, total trophies 8,504 and 139 platinums. Mm. We've got a recent one, Astro Playroom. But that's all okay, so let's have a little bit of a conversation before we get into what we're playing. Because when I got the platinum in Astro, uh, and Alex rightfully said that it's a tech demo. But you've it actually a, played the game. It, it, it is a tech demo, but with just slightly more to it. But but also yeah, it, like me saying it's a tech demo is not necessarily like saying oh this is crap. Well, I mean, I mean to be fair, that's the way it kind of comes off though. It's not a crap platinum. It's not. It's not it's, a my name is male. Definitely not. It's definitely I mean, not like, a my name is male. Is it more tech demo than game? Would you identify it more identify it more as a tech demo or a game? What it is, Alex, right from start to finish, it's sort of like a, a love letter to PlayStation fans. That's all it is. With 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 a bit of Super Mario style platforming thrown in there. I mean, the the way I would describe it is, there's five level, or, well, technically five levels, but four levels, and each one you go to, like, it, it's one level is the history of the PlayStation, another level is the history of the PS2, then another one is the P, the history of the PS3, another one's the history of the PS4, but every time you go into a new level, it shows you a different way the controller. It, it is uh, evolved. Like, it shows you the haptic feedback. You know, when you're firing, uh, if anybody's listened to this and seen the video in the Facebook group, uh, I posted uh, them showing uh, the haptic feed. The haptic triggers work in Call of Duty is when you're firing, a, you know, an assault rifle or something like that, you can see you, the trigger actually, you know, reverberates as it would as if you were firing a real gun. They show that off in Astro when you're firing the paintball gun. It's pretty cool. Like, it's like I said, it's it's one of those things where when you talk about it, it sounds like a gimmick, but when it's in your hands and it's happening, it's really fucking cool. I think we need a counter on this show for how many times we say haptic feedback for the next five years. <laughs> but Perhaps I mean, it's, uh, it's to, to be nice in Astro, um, or what? It's sorry, I can't forget the. There, remember the exact name now. Astro's Playroom. Okay, there we go. It's Astro's Playroom. If they had a separate room dedicated to the history of Kazurai's tweets. Oh, the CEO. <laughs> yes, because that was those were always hilarious. 
You know, he said he was retiring, but he he does tweet out every so often. You know, it couldn't all, when you got something good, it's hard to let go. All right, so let's do what we're playing. Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, well, hold on, I think I think Mark had a point he wanted to make there, and I bulldozed oh, over I'm it. sorry. I was just going to say about the haptic feedback. I thought it was a gimmick, um, but as long as developers are using it, it's it, it's that's the only thing I've seen in this console that makes me think next gen. Well, what about the like the lack of load times? <sighs> yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not that impatient. I'm probably like you and you, where you just that doesn't mean anything to me. It, waiting thirty seconds for something to load or waiting five seconds, it's. I don't know, Mark. I was playing a game earlier today that I'll you know talk about here in a sec. That um, load times were kind of getting to me. I'm like, man, after hearing that the five and the X don't really have load times, I kind of wish I had that on my four now. Once they're not there, you sort of forgot that they existed. The the headset and the pad, like the official Pulse headset and the pad, are just their their next level. They're they're something totally different. They're, in fact, they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. So you would recommend somebody getting the Pulse 3D headset? The headset, the headset is is unbelievable. I was playing. Um, well, when we get to what we're playing, I'll I'll go through that. But some of the games utilize it really, really well, and it's three D sound, and it's 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 amazing. All right. So yield. What have you been playing, sir? Uh World of Warship Legends, Rocket League, uh, and Ghost of Tsushima. All right. Any of the um, the legends yield the co-op stuff online? No. Still working. You're still working your way through the story, right? Still working on single player. I could kind of care less about the co-op. All right. Alex? So, been been playing some, some Rocket League. Obviously, uh, I wasn't able to join the guys last Thursday because the cable companies came out and, and cut my cable internet off when they were reburying another cable on uh, this past week. But I managed to get it back rather quickly because as sad as it is to say, like, life without internet at your house now is kind of, like, really, really shitty. Like, it is, like as, as much of a luxury it is, like, it's just kind of like, well, this sucks. Uh, but, uh, so Rocket League, and I've gotten to a point in the tiers with the Rocket Pass. I'm at tier 108. I can see now where the end of the credits are because on 110, I can get 100 more credits. After that, they're not giving up any more credits. So I think once I... Uh, hit 110. Anything but the Thursday night throwdown with the guys is probably going to be, you know, no more Rocket League for me because at this point, getting the credits, the additional credits, was kind of the main driver behind going beyond the uh, uh, or keep playing Rocket League throughout the week since I, you know, I've already hit tier 70 and now it's just like a repeat and reskins of all the the different items. But I started playing a new game this week. Actually, I called it. This game is part of the PSN Black Friday sale, which is up on PlayStation Network, so so go look at it. They got some good deals on there. But as part of the sale, I got Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, for about 35% off, I think. So it was just under 40 bucks before tax. Yeah, this, there's a game I want that's, that I was hoping to hit the Black Friday sale that I haven't bought yet. Did it, it hit the Black Friday sale? It did not, and I'm very depressed. And now I gotta convince the the goddess to let me buy it at full price. Is it a five game? It is a five game, yes. Well, none of those games are gonna make Black Friday. I didn't notice, um, but like tricky. You've obviously looked at the sale. Are there many Black Friday like five games for sale? Because I don't know if I would see those on the when on my four. No, Uh, there's not gonna be any Black 
PS5 Black Friday games. Well, that's not true because Watch well Watch Dogs Legions, uh, which is a five game, which also a four game. That's on that's in the sale. Well, when I went when Alex put that post on the Facebook site, I went straight on the PlayStation Five Star, and the only thing that's for sale on the PlayStation Five Star is the discount on PlayStation Plus. Do you know the twenty five percent off? Oh, that, I also that, did grab that, that too. Well. Yeah, there's no game, there's no game sales whatsoever on there, other than the PlayStation Four games that are for sale on the PlayStation Four anyway. I'm I'm looking on my phone right now uh, for the Black Friday sale, which is, it says includes the PlayStation Five version. Uh, right now, I'm seeing Watch Dogs, a FIFA, Madden, No Man's Sky, uh, Man Eater, WRC Nine, and that's it. Not too bad. So again, these are PlayStation Four games that have free upgrades to the PlayStation Five. So well, those aren't. I don't count those as five games. Yeah, I agree with Yield. I don't count them as five games either. The, 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 those are four games with an upgrade. Five games are games that are specifically for the five. Which there's not many of those right and now, other than. Go ahead. Uh, Tip. No, I'm thinking Astro. And like uh, I said, hence you won't see any of those as a as a, on a sale. Yeah, uh, God, uh, Godfall. Um, but you can get that on PC. Yeah, but I, I don't think that many people who play on the PlayStation as much as we do are also playing on the PC. I don't think there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, I'm I'm looking at my phone right now for PlayStation Five games. Demon Souls. Five. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, Astro's Playroom, Borderlands Three, which is a four game, Bug Snacks, which is also a four game, Call of Duty. No, bu- uh, Bug Snacks is a five game. No, it's also available for the four as well. Really? Was, like, it, built, what, was what, it built more for the five? I think it was built more for the five because uh, when we got a fr- we got Bug Snacks free for PlayStation Plus, they were uh, they made it a point to say you're only getting the PlayStation Five version, you're not getting the PlayStation Four version of it. Because uh, well, I mean, then then you got a question like, if you're not going to call Bug Snacks a, P- a PS5 game, then is Miles Morales and our Horizon Forbidden West are they PlayStation Five games? No, they're four games. Yeah, I don't think they're five either. I think they're four games with a slight upgrade. I agree. But I don't think they're five originals. All right. Moving on here, uh, Call of Duty, which is a four game. Death by Daylight, which is four. Death Loop, which I'm not sure if there's a four, there's a four version of that. Uh, Hopefully we'd know by now if there was a four version of it. Well, it's Deathloop's not out yet. Well, I know it was delayed. Yeah, uh, Devil May Cry four, uh, Devil May Cry five, uh, Dirt five, uh, Fortnite, uh, Hitman three, Immortals Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I'm looking forward to, uh, Judge King Oddball, uh, Mortal Kombat eleven. NBA 2K1, all these are four games as well. Overcooked, uh, Planet Coaster, Poker Club, and I'm just The Pathless, which I think is a four game as well. Uh, War Thunder, which I think was a four game, and all the other ones I've mentioned. Alright, so Mark, what have you been playing? Right, sir? Do you, do you asked me about Crash Bandicoot earlier, and you're like, is it good? And. Well,. You, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I apologize. But we, we got into the PlayStation sale and the Black Friday sale. I, 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 I apologize, sir. Uh, nope. So how is Crash Bandicoot? Uh, it's really good. 
I am impressed by the game. First of all, the game, it looks really, really great. I mean, we've had, you know, the ones, the Insane Trilogy, which was built from the ground up by Vicarious Visions a couple years ago, and those look good, but this looks even better. Like, you can see the detail in a lot of things, but the crates specifically, which obviously are a huge part of the gameplay, uh, but the, the detail in the crates is amazing. So the game looks so damn good, and, you know, if I could compare it to any game in the Crash series, this seems to take a lot of stuff from crash 3 warped not that it's a carbon copy by any means but like there's a huge like temporal aspect to it there are time rifts um and basically you know you go to like different like uh there's like different dimensional rifts and each one takes you a different period in time um you know you start off and it's insane island and um then you work your way through these different themed dimensions like one is like a in the future it's something like the um Mega Mix Mania track from Crash Team Racing, where it's like a wasteland, very industrialized, and you know, Engine is the boss of that. And then you go to the third world; it's like a pirate world. So they do a lot of things that remind me of Crash Warped. It's kind of like you know, Activision when they got the license for Crash, they or they got they bought the IP. They tried a lot, a whole lot of different stuff like Mind Over Mutant, uh, Twin Sanity. But you know, it seems like this one they've seen how well the you know the uh, Crash Team Racing and then the Insane Trilogy have done. It's like let's just do something like the old Crash. And it seems like people have responded really well, because this game, more than anything, reminds me of Crash Warped. And not just because of, like, the, the time jumping and all that kind of stuff and the time aspect to the story, uh, but just in the level design and just, like, how they set the presentation of the game. So it's a lot of fun. It looks really, really good. So I'm very happy with it. Uh, they also do give you an option to play old school or, like, um, more modern. And kind of old school is like, hey, you go through a level, you have a certain number of lives. If you die, then you have to start all over again to be a level. The second one is, hey, there's checkpoints, and essentially you don't have lives. They just count how many times you die in a level. And so at each level, you have six gems you can collect. There's a hidden gem. There's three gems tied to how many Wumpa fruits you collect. There's one gem for getting all the boxes. And then there's one gem for uh, beating the level with three or fewer deaths. So it doesn't give you lives. It just counts the number of times you die. And if you go over three, you don't get that gem. So um, I really, really like... Crash 4. Uh, if you're a Crash fan, I would definitely recommend it to you. Or if you like, you know, difficult platformers, it's, you know, the first level is kind of a, you know, it's it's kind of a walkthrough, but uh, the difficulty is definitely there. Like, it's a challenging game, and I think any Crash fan could like this, so I'm, I'm very happy with it. Alright. Uh, Mark. What have you been playing, sir? I've been playing um, Astro's Playroom, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I hate you. Demon Souls, uh, which I've only just started just to take a look at, and I finally managed to load up um, Call of Duty, um, which I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. It came as part of the bundle that I bought, so that's the only reason I've got that. But um, mainly Assassin's Creed, which... Yeah, the reason I say I hate you is because that's the game that I was hoping hit the Black Friday sale. Yeah, no, I think... That's one of the topics. I think I don't want to talk too much about it when it's one of the topics later on. But that yeah. game, that game is, is is pretty special. I mean, Yields playing Ghost of Tsushima now, and that again is another one of the topics later on. But that was for me the game of the PlayStation Four. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is very very similar, just with Vikings. All right, and I have been playing uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. I'm currently working about 50% through the story I'm trying to get that platinum again I've been playing Sackboy on the well okay Sackboy's Sackboy. Big Adventure 
Right. On my 5, but I'm playing the PlayStation 4 version, and we're going to go into, uh, you know, the different versions in a second when we get to our first topic. Uh, obviously, played Rocket League with the boys, including uh, Mark joined us this last week. Yeah, t- tell everybody how your 1v1 went. <laughs> you, were, you were waiting for this, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yields smacked me around pretty badly in our 1v1. It was pretty. It was quite. It was quite brutal, wasn't it? Uh, I've also got the platinum in Marvel's Miles Morales on the four version. I'm, now I'm going to go back and get the five version. What score was and it, old tricker? Was it nine to two? <laughs> yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. Nine to two, and like I said, the two goals that he scored was because I was just trying to get a a, a save. A save. Yes. Yields good though. I was so shocked by how competitive and good Yield is. Yeah. Okay. Yield's so good. Let, let, let me get through this real quick. I uh, got the Platinum in Miles Morales. got the Platinum in My Name is Mayo. And that's all I've been playing. Okay. So let's talk about Rocket League for a second here. Uh, me and Mark had a conversation. Mark, uh, I, I'm sorry for blowing up your spot for here real quick. But uh, Mark said to me... Uh, he goes, I never realized how competitive Yield is listening to him on the show. Well, well, in the show, Yield's got that dead laid back. Like, you and Alex might argue. And Yield's dead laid back and doesn't really get involved. But then when we started playing, I was like, oh, this is going to be such a relaxed game. I'll just come on. It's, <laughs> mid- it's midnight in the UK. No one's going to have someone. And we got in there and it was so competitive. And I was like, oh, right, I better wake up. <laughs> and I was playing awful, and every time I touch a ball, I just heard the heel just, <sighs> and then it sort of slowly but surely got better. Way every now, it threw me like a pity. Well done, <laughs> but it was it was it was good. It was good fun. I enjoyed it. Well, yield. You've said that you do get competitive, and you got to take it, you got to stop taking it so serious. Right? It's not a bad thing. Well, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I I should not take it as so seriously. But I will say, I they were not pity. Well done, Mark. No, those were legit well done. It's when I get quiet. That's when you got to worry. Yeah, when he's not yelling at you, that's when you got to worry. If he's yelling at you, he's still having fun. Homer, by the way, Homer has the best voice. For anyone who doesn't watch Twitch and doesn't come across to watch the Rocket League for you guys when when you're streaming it. Just watch it just for Homer's voice. He sounds like an ESPN sports commentator. It's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. When he started talking, I was like, oh my God, this is unreal. I'd watch it just for that. Homer just said he has a a face for radio. (laughs) All right, so now that we've gotten into what we're playing, we're going to get into our topics. This portion of the show is brought to you by Amazon. If you could and would, please stop by Proving Gamer first and click on any Amazon link and continue with your shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and helps out the site pay the bills. All right. So our first topic, uh, and I kind of brought this in because of Mark uh, was having a little problems with his Call of Duty game. PlayStation 5 owners of Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War may be playing the PlayStation 4 version. This article is coming from IGN, and it is written by Adam Bankhurst. Now... Uh, I'm going to put a video up on the Facebook group in the Trophy Wars Facebook group for people to understand this. But for anybody that doesn't have a 5, you need to understand that when you download the game, 
you may or may not be downloading the PlayStation 4 version or the PlayStation 5 version. And the way you know that is you have to hit the options button, go to game version, and then it will tell you which version you're playing. A lot of people are getting confused because they, they're like, like this article says, people thought they downloaded Cold, Cold, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and they actually downloaded the PlayStation 4 version, then went on the, the, the sites and said, oh, well, this game doesn't look that great, blah, 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 only to find out they were only they were playing the 4 version, not the 5 version. Right, right, Raggy. So, uh, anybody listening to the show, uh, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to post it to the Facebook group to show you what I'm talking about. Because as I referenced into what I'm playing, like I'm playing Sackboy on, I'm playing the four version because it's two different trophy lists. I'm going to go through the four version, the same thing I did with Miles Morales, and then I'm going to go back and play the five versions. So I'm going to show you how to switch between the two. Uh, so when you have your five, you know what you're doing. All right. So, and uh, Mark, you also, I want to, this isn't part of the article, but you had a problem with Call of Duty yeah. in which you had to do a a weird fix to do it. You want to tell us what you had to do to fix it if people people have that problem? Yeah, so I put Call of Duty in yesterday and it copies the, the game onto onto your system. So it was copying it, copying it, copying it. Waited quite a long time, like an hour, maybe nearly two hours. Got to 87% and then an error. Wouldn't go any further. So I took the disc out, put it back in, another two hours. Exactly the same spot, stopped dead. So then I Googled the... Um, the error code and it was just like it's just a common fault just wait so I was like okay fair enough then um, luckily I had other games to play because if that was the one game <laughs> I'd have been I'd have been fuming um, but then I was telling Tricky and Tricky said no, he had a quick search and it was telling them to do a factory reset so I had to upload all my saves to the cl cloud factory reset it reset the whole PlayStation 5 back up and then it downloaded perfectly so I've only just got that on tonight but that was a um, that was the one problem that I've had with a five. It was was that issue with with Call of Duty, and that was that was frustrating. That was like six hours worth of downloading that game. Sat there all the time, and there was there was just nothing online at first when I was checking. Nothing on Twitter. Nothing. Other people had had the same issues, but no fix. Yeah, it kind of sucks. The only problem I've had with my five so far is it just randomly shut off. See, that's why I you know. never buy first run consoles. I agree, yield. I agree, and I was going to say the same thing. Like, I, 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 I've got to get on board with the people who just wait and just wait because there is nothing that's on this system now that I would have rushed out to buy. Not, not a single thing for me personally. And I, I, I don't disagree with you guys, but I, I just, I got to have the new shiny. We know that. That's that's, that's in regards to every electronics. <laughs> Except yes. for maybe phones. Yeah. You don't seem to care too much about phones. Well, I, I did get the... Uh, I got the Galaxy Note 20 Plus. So, and I, see, I got that two weeks after it came out. See, though, would you would you rush out, though, like these people are doing on eBay and spending, like, a £1,000 or £1,000? Oh, hell I mean, no. That's insane. They just wait. Just be patient. Most of the games now are on the PlayStation 4s that are out on the 5 anyway. Just be patient and wait. There is nothing new or special about this console other than the pad as of yet that's that's it all right now well this is in the agenda but how do you guys feel about the the guys that are selling them for a thousand dollars do you uh, do you think it's really scummy what they're doing or hey absolutely they got their hands on absolutely they got their not hands on it, so sell 
So you're 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 in favor of if you get it and you want to sell it for a thousand dollars and people are willing to pay it, sell it. Absolutely. If if I if I wanted to rush out and get one, because I've always joked about doing that since they started doing it with the PlayStation Two, was buy one day one, put it on eBay for what you paid for it. So in this instance, let's say you bought one for five hundred bucks. So here for five hundred bucks. And if you want to figure in shipping, so just like 500 bucks plus shipping, this is what my starting bid is at. Because I'm, I'm going to break even on what I bought. And then let it go from there. And if it went all the way up to 1000 bucks, I do not feel bad. Now, to buy it for 500 bucks and then to start your sell at 1000 bucks, all right, that's kind of dirty. But if you started it at what you paid for, or maybe you bumped it up 50 to 100 bucks for your own personal game because you had to fight the crowd to get it. And then it takes off from there. Well, that's everybody else's fault for wanting to fight for it so hard to get it. Well, t- to be fair, you you would actually have to start it off at six because by the time you factor it in tax and, you know, to ship it to somebody else, you're probably looking at $600. Okay. Before. Either way. So you see, if you start at 600 and if it jacks itself up to a thousand bucks, because people want it that bad and they're bidding on it, that's their problem. It's not mine. I started the so you, I started the bidding at six, and it's like going to an auction and going here. I got this. This is my starting bid, and it soars up way high. That's what you get for paying for it. All right, Alex, how do you feel about the whole free market system? I mean, I, I don't really have any issues with it. If you put it online, and I, even if you put it online for a thousand dollars, and somebody is willing to buy it, it why not? Um, now, I don't agree with like. The people who, like, say, with the hand sanitizer, like, hoarding all that shit and then selling it for absurd prices. I don't agree with that. But if you buy one, two PlayStations or something like that and you want to sell them and somebody's willing to pay $1,000 for that, that's the – I mean, the, the fact that they have no concept of money is not your fault. All right, Mark? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Some, the, the market's there. If people are willing to pay for it, that's why these scalpers and people are willing to do it. If no one was willing to pay for it, and like Alex and Yield are just happy and content to sit back and wait a few months until there's a lot of stock in, then, then the problem wouldn't be there. I, I, I genuinely don't understand where the demand for, is from this time. Um, maybe because they know there won't be much stock before Christmas. But yeah, if you, I got three of them, but two of mine went to friends. Um, so I pre-ordered three. I didn't have any trouble pre-ordering them. So, yeah, I think people just missed out that initial set of pre-orders. But if you pay a thousand for it, you're absolutely insane. See, I I don't have a problem with the selling it either. My problem only exists in the people that are doing it, and there's people that really want it, and they're not able to find it. That's where my problem lies. It was well advertised, though. It was well advertised, the release right, date. But it was well advertised everywhere that was having pre-orders. It was advertised enough. I didn't have any issue whatsoever. I know you had issue. Didn't you have one cancelled? I, I actually had four cancelled. Right, well, that that's where the problem is. The problem is these companies that oversell their allocations as opposed to people who are overbuying them. I mean, the people who buy maybe 20 or 30 consoles... They're, they're an they're issue. Assholes. Yeah, they're an issue. But if you if you're yield or me or someone, you just buy an extra one, or you buy yours and think, okay, I'll bang it on eBay, and if it gets X amount, then I'll sell it. That they, they, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see an yeah, issue. I, I saw somebody with a bot. Now, you know how true the internet is that uh, I think they said seventy percent of PlayStation Five sales went to one group. 
now it was different companies and uh, you know different people, but one group was able to get like seventy to eighty percent of the pre-orders, and they're now selling them online for two thousand dollars a piece. Don't buy them. That's shitty. That's don't shitty buy them. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, don't buy them. Dump them yeah, with but you X know people thousands. are going to buy it. Well, and and, and that and that's why they're going to do it. Just don't buy yeah. them. Just just let them sit on them. Exactly. I totally right. agree. But it's been done since the start of consoles, Tricker. Every console, every iteration of a console has had scalpers. But at the NES, Super Nintendo, they've all had scalpers. Everyone's bought them and resold them at different prices. And it will never change. I think there's a big difference between somebody buying up every single PlayStation 5 they can and selling it to people because and, and people having to pay a higher price because they literally cannot get anywhere else versus someone buying you know one or two extra and then selling those for like a high jacked up price there's a difference in that all right let's let's get back to our topics um yield i put this topic in the agenda for you because i know you're interested in cyberpunk 2077 and also you want to get physical uh article is coming from ign physical does he want to fist fight you or something uh and the article is written by joe screbbles which is a made-up name uh, Cyberpunk will be. You need to stop stealing kind of funny jokes. <laughs> it will be seventy gigs install on the PS4, and it is coming on two discs. Yield, how do you feel about that, sir? I mean, Red Dead was over a hundred and two discs, so I'm. It doesn't bother me. All right, move it on. Our next topic. I'm trying to juggle things here. Uh, Mark, you said you were kind of trying to juggle reading. Well, no, I'm juggling tabs. Uh, This article is also come. If if I unless I say it, the article is come from IGN. But no, 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 no. Say where it's from and say the author. I'm gonna mention the author, but every one of these articles is coming from IGN. Also say it's from IGN. It doesn't take that much more effort to say it's from IGN. Yes, sir. This is coming from IGN and is written by Joseph Noop. Uh, Mark, you saw the headline. The Last of Us is getting a serious order from HBO. Oh, I'm excited. Is no one else excited for this series? See, my only worry with this, because this is my favorite franchise of all time, uh, and the first game was my favorite game of all time, I gotta say I'm a little worried they're going to fuck up the story with this. Have you seen the Witcher TV show? Yes, I did, but oh. I wasn't a I, but I wasn't a Witcher fan, so I have I don't have the game to base that on. They did they did okay with that, and I think um, there's a Monster Hunter TV show coming out. Believe that's going straight to Netflix. Uh, okay. Um, and I think there's a new Resident Evil TV show coming out as well. I, I'm looking forward to them. I think it's good they're all picking these up. All right. Uh, Do we know who's a... playing who? Sorry. Sorry. <coughs> Does is there any cast? Uh, I'm I'm scanning the article right now. I don't see anything. Let me look at uh, IMDb. Can you guys vamp for a second? Are you looking forward to this, Alex? Because I know you're quite a big Last of Us fan, aren't you? Well, unfortunately, I don't have HBO, so I just do Netflix. So until it, you know, so comes you to. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the HBO stuff, or pretty much all the HBO stuff, you have to have a membership or some kind of like cable contract in order to specially sign in to watch those. So I don't even know what we'll get it on in the UK because we don't obviously have HBO. 
You guys don't have HBO in the UK? <laughs> no. What the hell? Uh, usually what happens is um, any show that's on your networks is bought up by one of our smaller networks. So, like, um, trying to think of one, The Walking Dead, um, that was bought up by like channel one of our channels. So a specific channel bought that and, and, and shown that for a little bit. Um, so it depends whether someone picks it up. If someone don't pick it up, we have to wait until it goes onto Amazon Prime or Netflix, etc. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's why uh, I use a lot of VPNs just so I can watch the same stuff you are watching. There's been no cast uh, announced. I think that that's where that's where it'll be important who they cast and and what it's going to look like. I, I think it'll. I think this will be a really good show. And Neil Druckmann is obviously involved in the TV show and the movie that's being made. I see. No, the movie's been canceled now. Yeah, the movie was canceled in favor of the TV show. There, there have been so. It's hard to get excited when so many PlayStation properties have been kind of rumored to be coming out, like as films and stuff like that, like Shadow of the Colossus or um, Uncharted. And it's just well, like, Uncharted's actually being made right now. Yeah, but how how long have we been hearing those talks? Well, true, but I went through many, many, many uh, directors. And the Bioshock, I mean, it's not a PlayStation franchise, but Bioshock is another one that we were supposed to get a movie for and just haven't. So I, it's one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. We, uh, Mark, we did watch The Witcher, and, you know, I've never played any of those games, but I, I mean, even not as a fan, I really enjoyed that show. I mean, maybe as someone who's played the games, you have a little bit more, like, discerning eye, and it's like, well, this kind of, like, takes me out of it because they chose to go this way and not this way. But as far as just, like, uh, somebody looking in from the outside, I, I really enjoyed the first series, and, er, and we're definitely going to watch season two. Yeah, the, the TV show is brilliant. It's based more on the books. The books are fantastic, by the way. If you've got Audible or something like that, pick up the Witcher books because they're amazing books. So that TV show is based a bit more on the books. But if you see Witcher 3 for sale, I cannot recommend that game highly enough. That game is absolutely amazing. Really, really good game. Um, but, yeah, the, the TV show I thought was fantastic. I think the time's gone now where I think we had a good 10 or 15 years of absolutely terrible video game movies and I think they've moved on now and they're starting to produce much better better quality TV shows and movies alright moving on Rocket League developer says 120 frames per second is a quote minor patch on the Xbox series but a quote full native port on the Playstation 5 this article is coming from IGN and is written by Jordan Oleman Rocket League developer Cyanex said that while adding 120 frames per second to the Xbox Series version of the game is a minor patch, it would require a full native port on the PlayStation 5. Speaking to Eurogamer, a spokesperson for the developer noted that this was due to the way the backwards compatibility, work, back, backwards compatibility works on Sony's next-gen console. Quote, so convoluted as shit. <laughs> quote, quote, enabling 120 hertz uh, on the Series X and S is a minor patch, but enabled on the 5 requires a full native port. I hate when articles say the same thing three times in like the first sentence. Cyanox has been focusing on the game's free-to-play transition and updating the game's tournament system. Instead, it paints a troublesome picture for the backwards-compatible PlayStation 4 games receiving 120 frames per second on the PlayStation 5 going forward. A similar Eurogamer report from last week noted that Infinity, had add, Infinity Ward had added 120 frames per second support to Call of Duty Warzone on the Series X, but not the PlayStation 5, which suggests that the stumbling block is more significant than perhaps expected. 
Hopefully, in the future, Sony could commit resources to recreate a solution, an easier solution for developers who want to update their last-gen games to run at 120 frames per second on the PlayStation 5. Here we go with all these stories coming out that the PlayStation 5 is hard to develop for. That's exactly why I put this in the thing, but also I want because it involved Rocket League. Hmm. Next article we have is also coming from IGN and Marvel's Avengers Kate Bishop DLC release has finally been revealed and Cliff Barton, Clint Barton is coming in 2021. Kate Bishop will arrive on December 8th and the other Hawkeye Clint Barton will arrive in early 2021. Next gen versions of the game will arrive in early 2021. Uh... So anybody that's interested in that, that's coming. Uh, I'm just a little annoyed that we're getting two Hawkeyes back to back when obviously we'd like to see where the hell Spider-Man is and also we no know one. that we're going to be getting Black no, Panther. No one cares He's taking care Spider-Man. of other things on the PlayStation 5. She's busy. Are you still playing that, Checker? Uh, I have not played it since my 5 came out, but it's not because of any other reason other than I've been playing the other games. I, 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 I didn't stop playing yeah, I didn't stop playing it because I didn't like it or, you know, I wasn't interested anymore. I just moved on to other games. Haw- I will go back, though. Hawkeye's a better Avenger anyway. <gasps> I said it. Fair. Fair point. I, I played through that whole of that game, and it was awful. <laughs> the, All the, right. the game itself was awful, Mark? It's, it's, it's awful, Alex. Honestly, I played through the whole of the story, got to the end of the story, got to the end game, and thought, okay, something's going to happen. Nothing happens. It's it, it's so boring. All and of I, that all of that gameplay, and then the end game is just nothing but the same thing over and over and over and over again. There is nothing going on in that game whatsoever, and I, I wanted mean, to love it. To, to be fair, that's most uh, games as a service games though. Oh, it's not though. Division's better than that. Division's much well, more fleshed I, out than that. Destiny was oh, much absolutely, more fleshed absolutely. out. Absolutely. I mean, I I watched the roundtable for Avengers, and they said that the end game is gonna like all the stories are going to expand on every new character. Like they're gonna flush out the story, so it's gonna make more sense. It, it just sounds to me like they very poorly planned how to roll out the story. Square Enix robbed me of fifty pound. That's why. They 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 and and I love Square Enix, and I like those sort of games. I played the Division. I played the Division Two. I played Destiny. Well, the division was Destiny Ubisoft. Too. Yeah, but I played that sort of model of game. Oh, okay, yeah, you're not and, talking and about this one. This one, this you're one, about yeah. game service. Okay. Yeah, games for service. This one is the blandest, most emptiest, most boring of the, of the lot by by a country mile, an absolute and, and, country mile. And it's mile. sad because they had the most appealing characters. Mm-hmm. But I'm right, aren't I, Tricky? I mean, at this point now, their play base will have dropped off that much for that game. That don't make a next gen game. Just don't, don't bother because no one will buy it. All right, moving on to our next story. Well, hold on, you wanna you wanna reply to that, Tricky? I mean, do you think at this point that it's worth making a five version? Absolutely. I I think I think Avengers, and I'm not disagreeing with what Marks has been saying. I think Avengers is going to surprise everybody and pull uh, this, basically what the same thing Destiny did was Destiny came out, everybody bitched and complained about there was no story, there was no gameplay, blah, 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 and they worked on it, they worked on it, worked on it, and now Destiny was the you know one of the biggest games. Then Destiny 2 came out, they made the same mistake, they worked on it, they worked on it, they worked on it, Destiny 2 turned around, uh, 
I, I would say the same thing for Anthem, but Anthem never really caught back. But I do believe with the characters, once we get Spider-Man, once we get Black Panther, once we get uh, Hawkeye, I think the game is really going to take off. The major thing is they have to include story. Because as Mark is saying, once you get to the end game of that, it's really bland and you're basically just farming for better equipment and it's not fun at all. There is just nothing there. I mean, with all with all the, the, the universe that the Avengers have got, that story should have been more. There should have been more going on there. There should have been more. Eng- the end game is literally just run and stand on a platform and shoot an enemy. That's it. Yep. That yeah. that's the end game. And and Square it's proved with the sales, it's not sold well. They've lost a lot of money and Square Enix will cut the loss. I can't see I, them following through with that game. Well, see I said that I said on the show a couple of months ago that I my biggest fear is that Square Enix is gonna see the loss and just I mean, what they did with Tomb Raider, which the the rebooted Tomb Raider to everybody's eyes, except for Square Enix, that game was a success. Like, that turned the market around. That's got people interested in Tomb, Tomb Raider. And then they come out and say, oh, well, six million sales, that's a failure. It was a failure, yeah. That's still mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, I think, didn't this sell less, though, than six million? Am I wrong? No, they sold, I, I'm pretty they, no, sure I've read, that, I've read somewhere that they sold three million. I don't want to say that for fact because I can't quote the article that it's come from, but I'm sure I read three million. But I also remember on a show a few weeks ago, I'm not, I, can't, I think it was you, Trick, you said Square Enix don't really have a history with this type of thing. Square Enix do. They created two of the biggest MMORPGs around by a mile. Final Fantasy XI, which is still running now, the servers are still on now, and Final Fantasy XIV, they don't see the return that they expect. They'll cut their losses with these. Alright, I just googled uh, Tomb Raider reboot sales, and in an article from VentureBeat on April 6th of 2015, so over five years ago, uh, they had reported to sell 8.5 million copies of the game. Wasn't wasn't uh, the third one exclusive to the Xbox for a little bit? The second one was for a year. The third one came out on both at the same time. I wonder if that's in regards to Square Enix saying, "Okay, we got to make a little bit of extra money on this, so let's um, give it to uh, let's let's make a deal with Microsoft so we can get more money out of this." Because well, I guess they need to have faith in the that, sales to be there, which is crazy given the numbers you just read. But you know, their, their projections may have just been sky high because you know. They're like, well, Laura Croft. Everyone loves Laura Croft. See, I'm, I'm just in this article. Uh, I'm just looking over it real quick. It says the first article. The first line says, "Crystal Dynamics says its recent reboot of the Tomb Raider series was the franchise's best-selling game yet. It has sold more than 8.5 million copies worldwide since its release in 2013, when it originally launched on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. The subs- the uh, remastered release." of an improved port for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition helped push its sales record. The action-adventure franchise quickly kicked off in 1996 and is key title for the PlayStation and has sold 40 million copies worldwide. Uh, this article is written by Dale North, again from VentureBeat.com. I, I, just, don't, I just don't think that'll, that will go anywhere. I just, re- I just really don't. I mean... Even comparing that to, say, the Division 2, which are two similar styles of games, Division 2 has these events running all the time, these constant events that keep people engaged. 
the event just does nothing. There is no in-game real events for, for the customer base. The, the DLC is taking far too long. Anyone who was interested now has completed the story like me, and it's that bland once you complete the story that... I would never put that would never go near any of my consoles again. And there's very few games I'd say that about. Well, I I don't want to make excuses for Square Enix, but the dif- the difference between Division and Avengers is Division was out uh, pre-pandemic, Avengers launched post-pandemic. So there is an argument to say that they haven't been inside the studios to actually work on it. Possible. But, that's good. That's good. Shout. But but. You would also assume that as long as this pandemic has been going on, you have to assume that some kind of plan has been made from working from home. All right, well, here, let me let me bust that right now, Tricky, because Ghost of Tsushima came out in the middle of a pandemic, and they have been reviewed very well. They're a Game of the Year candidate for the Game Awards, and they released the online uh, functionality, the Legends part, way, way after the pandemic had started. Right, but that's not a game, it's a service game, but, and that that's a single-player story. Okay, experience. what about Rocket League? They launched free-to-play, they reinvented their series in the middle of the pandemic. That that That's not the same thing. Even you, even that, though, Tricky, if you think about it, when was when was the, the Avengers announced? When was, it, when was it announced that it was coming out? It was quite a few years ago. So they would have created a game, and then they're not just going to sit there and watch those sales come up. They'd have created, okay, we've got different phases. So in phase one, this is the events we're going to have. Phase two, this is the events we're going to have. Phase three, this will be the DLC. They're not just going to launch a game and then leave it alone. This should have been planned pre-pre-pre-pandemic. Oh, I- Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not, like I said. I'm not trying to make an excuse for Square Enix. I'm just saying, the, the Ubisoft and Massive they had a a, a a decent amount of time, at least a year before the pandemic hit, where their game was out. Avengers. I, I'm not. Believe me, I'm not trying to make excuses for Square Enix and for Crystal Dynamics. I'm just saying, it there's probably different challenges. Oh, I, I think this game will rebound. I just. I. I I'm not willing to shut the door on it yet. I think it will rebound. Is it, is it possible? Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go on, Alex. Sorry, sorry go on. I was going to say, is it possible that Square Enix is just like, you know what? Let's just put a game with the Avengers in it. People will love That's to play ex- with their favorite superheroes. They will, they'll love to play around with the powers in like this big environment. And maybe they relied too much on the name brand of Marvel to carry this over. I, I I fully believe that's possible. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They slapped the Avengers on a basic poor game and prayed it'd get Avengers style sales, and it just didn't because gamers aren't stupid. Simple All as right. that. <laughs> that that comment after we talked about people paying thousands of dollars for my PlayStation Fives on online. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on because we're getting a little long winded here. Uh, Yield. This is the topic you've been waiting for. Uh, coming from IGN and written by Wesley LeBlanc. Star Wars Squadrons to add fan-requested B-Wing, TIE Defender, and new map in holiday updates. Yes! Considering they said they weren't going to be adding anything to this game, F yeah, we get the B-Wing. Uh, EA Motors latest Black Post details two updates in the pipeline for Star Wars Squadrons following its release last month. The first update will go live on November 25th, and we'll see four new Starfighter components added to the game and a new map added to the rotation. The new map, Forster Haven, will be familiar to those who play through the game's story, as it's the first place you visit in the game. So, 
There you go, Yield. You're getting your B-Wings. Good, because when the game came out, you know, this is taking place right after Jedi. And they give us this U-Wing and TIE Reaper. And I'm like, where is the B-Wing? You gave us the TIE Interceptor, which I think is the coolest ship on the Imperial side, and then you you give us, you know, your our A wings, Y wings, and an X wing, but I'm like, where's the B wing? That's another staple of the rebellion, and you just kind of just threw it off to the side. Yeah, well, we're not going to do anything. So I'm actually happy about this. And I had seen concepts drawings of that Tie Defender, so that's going to be kind of interesting to see how that thing handles. All right, custom matches are going to be the final piece of a December update that they will allow one to five players per side across two teams play on any of the maps in dogfight and fleet battles with any restrictions or modifiers they like. So there you go. Moving on to our next thing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been the biggest launch in the series history. Ubisoft announced, uh, this has come from IGN and is written by Wesley LeBlanc. Ubisoft announced a week after the launch of Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and X, that not only this launch was the biggest yet, but has been the biggest PC launch of all Ubisoft titles. The news comes on the hot on the heels of the favorable reviews for the game across the board. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10, so it's safe to say Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a hit for Ubisoft. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of the article, but from everybody I talked to, uh, and Mark, you can speak to this, I'm here in Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the best game in the series ever, and that includes beating out Ezio as a main character. It's, it's really good. Um, the fact that I compare it to Ghost of Tsushima tells you exactly all you need to know about it. Um, I think it's the best-selling Assassin's Creed game, just simply because it's come out the middle of it this pandemic and it's 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 one of the bigger more interesting sounding titles i mean all of europe's locked down at the moment so they've got nothing to do this launch is at the same time as two big consoles so you're going to get sales and of all the launch titles really that looks the most one of the most interesting ones ubisoft has released some fun statistics alongside the news of the game's biggest launch players have covered more than four million kilometers in the game they have built 55 million buildings in their settlements since launch, and over 3.5 million games of Orlog have been won, and 1.8 million players have won at least one drinking game. So. The dr- drinking game is really fun. All right, so Alex, hearing that this Assassin's Creed is very much like Ghost of Tsushima, does that get you any hype to buy this? Ooh, you're trying to pull me back in. You know my love of The Last Kingdom on television um, with Alexander Draymond. No, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting time period. I mean, I originally said that, you know, if you're going to go to play any of, like, civilizations in the world, um, England is not one of the more enticing ones, especially when compared to, you know, ancient Rome or ancient Egypt. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm going to buy it. I'm glad it's doing well, and it seems like Ubisoft put in the work to make it a really good game. Uh, seeing The Last Kingdom, definitely um, in that, that time where um, the Danes come to England and there's that all that um, 
upheaval and the, the battles between all the people that live there. I mean, it's definitely an interesting time, more interesting than I may have given it credit for, but I, I can't say that I'm going to go out and buy another Assassin's Creed. I feel like at this point I've fully detached from Assassin's Creed. Um, as, as wrong as that may be, I feel like I've just... I, I haven't really felt the urge to go out and buy it no matter what they've done, so I feel like I've just attached far enough to where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. Because, right. I mean, you remember what I said, ancient Egypt will pull me back in, and, you know, ancient Egypt, they did it, didn't pull me back in. Uh, They're just so overwhelming. I think if you played it, you'd, you'd be pulled back in. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, it's like Mark said, they're overwhelming. Like, those games huge. are huge, and do I really want to commit to that right now? All right. Uh, let's see. Do I have, we have any other topics? Nope. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash TW podcast. You could ask us a bunch of questions and comment on whatever you want just about this show. You could also send us an email at trophyhorse at provengamer.com or call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. You could also catch us streaming at twitch.tv slash provengamer. And you can catch Tricky streaming for Extra Life every Sunday night from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash extra life for kids. That's Extra Life, the number four, kids. Remember, it's the number four, not the word. All right. Speaking of Extra Life, uh, I am happy to announce uh, Extra Life has officially raised $14 million this year. Nice. All right. So wait, so, wait. How, how much do they need to break the record? Or was that they, the record? That That's a new record right there. All right. So I have three topics of the week. We're only going to do one of them. Um just know that I'm going to try to get the boys together uh, because the Game Awards nominees have been announced. I'm going to try to get the boys together to do a one-off show where we do all our predictions. Uh, but I do want to touch on the fact that uh, just Game of the Year, nobody on the show mentioned who what their pick is. But the Games of the Year nominees are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades and The Last of Us Part 2. Now, uh, is there any game in there, gentlemen, that you think should not be there? And is there any game not there that you think should be there? I think I'll, I, I'll start off. I think they all deserve to be there. I, I think some people may look at, and, you know, a lot of the people we listen to, I don't know how many of them have Nintendo Switches, but I would think that people would look at those, those nominees and be like, what the fuck is Animal Crossing doing here? Uh, That's exactly my... That was going to be my question. Uh, but I think Animal Crossing deserves to be there. The, I mean, it came out right around when the, people started shutting down for the pandemic. Um, it's a game that, you know, it's, it's something I can have fun with, you know, and, and Ashley can have fun with. And we play two different, very styles of game, like two very different styles of games. Um, you know, she plays World of Warcraft, but other than that, like, she doesn't play a ton. I play, I, I, you know, I gobble up a lot more games than she does, so the fact that both of us can have the same amount of fun from it, uh, I think speaks volumes, but, you know, it's just a fun game, and it, it's, it's charming, it's, you know, it's, it's very Nintendo, but I think that it came out at a really good time um, for, you know, people to play it and have something to take their minds off of what was going on around the world, you know, escapism, the perfect example of escapism, and it's just a really fun game, so I think Animal Crossing deserves to be there, um, 
Um, and, you know, like, Hades, I know I haven't played it, but I know that a lot of people like it. Um, some of the people commented in the, in the Facebook group that, hey, I'm so I'm super glad. Was it on GameStuff or in the Trophy um, group when this was shared? I don't remember. But I think I that Joe specifically had mentioned how glad he was to see Hades be on there as a, as a contender. Uh, you know, Ghost of Shima, I've said that's my game of the year. I'm not strained from that. I think it's a fantastic game. Last of Us Part I said don't mention. What? I said don't mention what you think should be up there. Well, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> you, you said which games deserve to be there and which games don't. No, I'm saying don't. I said don't reveal what your pick is. I've I mean, I could have guessed Alex's pick. I've been saying it all I do, year. I, do, I knew what Alex's pick was. I just didn't want to spoil it for the show. Again, again, no, but Last know. of Us Part Two obviously had a good story. It's not like all sunshine and rainbows, and definitely there's a lot of controversy that's surrounding it. So, I mean, it deserves to be there because they. I think they accomplished what they set out to, and it was a well-written game, and it, you know, it evoked certain emotions from you, which is what they were trying to do. I don't think it's going to win, quite frankly, but um, I, I think it deserves to be there. Basically... I don't think you can point at any one of these games and say they shouldn't be there. I think they should all be there. What were the other two games? Sorry, I mentioned four of them. I can't remember. Was it four or five? Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Doom Eternal, and there's such a love for Final Fantasy that it seems they, they actually pulled it off really well, too, that, you know, that's I think it's, it's a no-brainer to put up there. So I think they all deserve to be there. I don't think you can argue against any of them. I think you definitely argue that, you know, I think all of them have a chance to win. I think that you can make a good argument for any of them. But uh, I, I wouldn't point a finger at any of these and say you don't belong. All right, Yield. I'm going to go to you. Uh, and but I'm gonna, before I get your thoughts on this, uh, do you think that Star Wars should have been included in this? For what? What was the what, game of the For year? Game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, but since it was since well, no, because it launched. Uh, well, no, yeah, it did launch last year. No, it launched last it, year. It, it does. It does qualify because it's nominated in another category. Oh, it is. Well, then, yeah, it should have yeah. been because it the story is pretty doggone good. Wait, are we talking about Last Jedi? Fallen Order. Yes. Or no, Fallen or, Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Um, sorry, I was thinking of the movies there. Yeah, Fallen Order. That's actually part of the the Black Friday sales too. Yes. Uh, all right, Mark. You have any games that you would take out, or any games that you would uh, surprise that didn't get added in? No, that li- that list is pretty good. The one that I would probably add in, but it's just personal opinion, is um, Persona Five Royal. Now, the original Persona Five came out before this year's sort of time, but Persona Five Royal um, was released this year, and that that's a that's an amazing game. But it's not got quite the the pull of a Ghost of Tsushima or a Last of Us Two. I like how uh, much uh, love Mark is showing to Ghost of Tsushima. I'm really a fan of this. Good. I, I, can pick, I can pick mine now. That is the best game on the PlayStation 5 by an PlayStation 4 by an absolute mile. I'd say it's between that and Horizon Zero Dawn, but I, I definitely get a similar feeling when playing them both, especially with how the story progresses and the world is laid out. I had a look through the list of, of, of awards for different things, and I know you're doing this on a different show, but... It, it, it'll it'll win across the board. It, it's All right. Stunning. Uh, okay, so final note before on the Game Awards, it is, I just looked, uh, it's going to be live streamed on December 10th. So uh, we're going to do, going to try to get the guys to do a one-off show uh, and get our predictions out there because, you know, me and Yield have to compete for who wins because I think we're currently tied Yield at three. For what? For... 
who who got the most predictions right? Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the uh, uh, gamer show awards anymore. No, I'm talking about our predictions. Oh, I have no idea. That was that was for E3 though. That wasn't for this. I thought we. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. So the topic of the week that I want to get into. Uh, is Sony uh, reportedly discussed increasing the game price? Uh, it's been updated. Uh, Jim Ryan has said the reports are categorically false. This has also come from IGN and written by Wesley LeBlanc. Man, Wesley's getting some love on this show. Uh, the original article states Sony discussed raising its game prices even higher before setting on its $70 price point, according to the new report from Bloomberg. <laughs> We know that now that many of the Sony's first-party games will cost $70, and that's the price tag on upcoming titles like Demon's Souls and Destruction All-Stars. It is a $10 jump from the cost of games. Uh, uh, an even bigger jump was discussed. The report doesn't reveal how much so higher Sony discussed going, but the idea of going beyond 70 comes as games executives wish to remain anonymous when speaking to Bloomberg. Uh, Jim Ryan has come out and said that this is false. So... The topic of the week, which is I'm going to post to you guys, and then I have to step away from the microphone real quick. Uh, I I know we minorly talked about this before, and Alex, I'm going to uh, leave the floor to you. But is seventy dollars for a PlayStation Five game is, is that a fair price to say? Hey, listen, we're going to have to charge you ten dollars more for the games, and should they have gone higher or lower? I don't really think you can go lower. Uh... I mean, it may it may seem like ten dollars. I mean, some some people are gonna say ten dollar jump and be like, no, that's not fair. Blah blah. blah. I mean, an extra ten dollars. Like, I don't buy enough games now to make that like ten extra dollars on uh, on games really feel all that heavy. I mean, there are constantly sales on the PSN, and, and games are constantly put on promo for different events. So, I mean, even if you can't buy it at launch, if you wait just a little bit, you can get a really good price on a game like Crash Team, Crash uh, Bandicoot Four launched in early October, and I just got basically for two thirds of the price the other day. So, like a month and a half later, not really that big of a deal. Um, if you sit there and gobble up games, then yeah, if you buy like uh, one or two new games a month. Yeah, that's going to really affect you, but I think we're seeing like games go more towards the direction of subscription services like PlayStation Now and uh, Games Pass. So it's it's more like, hey, instead of paying for an individual game, a lot of times it's like you pay for the service and then you get access to a lot more games. That being said, for a lot of people, I don't want to downplay how much $10 more is for a lot of people because, you know, I'm not in charge of everyone's finances. And for some people, it, it may generally mean that they can get fewer games a year, which definitely sucks. But from a perspective, uh, you know, business perspective, if somebody needs to do it, then uh, I understand it. I, I get it. But, you know, the, like uh, now most nowadays, like I spend like I bought two games at launch this year and that was The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. So to be honest, I'm not paying new price for games anyway, because I'm just waiting until they get to a more value price. So it doesn't affect me as much, but I also don't want to downplay it for the other people who may it may affect their budgets a little bit more than mine. Did, did, did that make sense to anyone, or were I just rambling like an idiot? No, that made, that made, no, it made sense. sense. I mean, it, it sucks that they have to that, that people are raising the prices of games. That's not good for consumers. But I also think that when you have a business and consumers, there has to be a beneficial relationship for both, and we just can't like look to that business always to cut us a deal, you know? 
I just think it makes me be a bit more picky about what games I'm going to pick. Because I'll pay 70 for Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us, but I wouldn't pay 70 for Marvel Avengers. It doesn't sound like you'd pay 7 for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I would. Uh, not even close. Not even close. But then it also stopped me from picking up um, these small little indie titles, which probably won't be that sort of price, but I'm sure they'll increase as well. And it stops you from taking a look at them because you think, oh, well, that's a bit expensive. So well, hopefully I mean, like, do, they do don't lose think, out. Do you think that would affect the indies? Because, I mean, like, I'm sure the I indies have a say somewhat in the price of their game. I think the indie indie games are the indie games not more expensive on the Switch than they are on the PlayStation. I've got a Switch, but I've never really looked at. I've never really noticed, but if yeah. anything, I think this this would turn people to play more of those indie games if like the big AAA games are going to be seventy dollars more expensive. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, I just, as long as the game's good, I don't mind. It's when I get sold an absolute bag of rubbish, where then if you're paying seventy for it, you're looking at it thinking. That was too much. That was far too much. Like no one's ever going to complain about paying seventy for 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 a top top game. Whereas you you're both certainly going to going to regret and moan about paying seventy for the Avengers. Yield. What are your thoughts, sir, about paying seventy dollars for a video game, a new video game? I right now I just think that's high, in my opinion but I don't have a 5 yet and haven't necessarily played to see if I feel that the games are are worth it. Um, justify the price point? Yeah, justify the price point. I definitely don't think that they're worth more than that. I mean... Well, do, do you think that, like, it's kind of... It's kind of... I don't want to say harsh, but it, it's kind of, like, why are you going to be like... You just ha- asked people to buy this new console, spend, you know, $500, whatever, $400 on this new console, and then you're going to raise the price of games? Like, do you think this would have been better for them to, like, be, like, middle of the generation and say, hey, okay, that now there's going to be a slight bump? Or even then, do you think people would be like, well, I've been paying $60 for games this first half of the generation. Why are you changing it now? I'm used to paying $60. Is it better to change the price at the beginning so people can't, like... A- absolutely. I mean, well, I, I think if I'm sorry, Daniel. Yeah, look, I, I was gonna say it, it would be better to raise it at the start. I mean, there honestly, there is no good time to raise it. Um, what I thought was funny was when they talked about having it at seventy dollars. Of how everybody out there who's a article who, who writes the news articles for video games, IGN, all those other sites. They were all like, oh, absolutely, $70 is okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I, I, I see your point, you know, new generation, all that. But are you writing it to defend them, or are you writing it from a consumer standpoint? I mean, from, because of, from a consumer standpoint, $70, he, I had a hard enough time dropping 60 Yeah, and, but we were spending $70 back in the NES days. I wasn't. See, I, we I, I said this on the show before, and you got you and Alex both be basically said I was out of my mind. Then I, I I don't remember who, but somebody backed me up saying that they remember spending seventy dollars on yeah Super Nintendo games. I, I have since seen some of the pictures of of, um, of old stuff like that, but I didn't spend it, <laughs> so I can't. Well, your parents I, did. My, my parents did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I can't equate. That reference, I can see it and go, "Wow, we we did," but I didn't. So now I'm floating the bill. 
And and like and like I said, when this whole seventy dollar thing came up, I'm just going to be more more picky of what I buy on day one, and I'm going to buy a lot more at the bargain bin. Yeah, well, you've always been a bargain bin, even though even through the three and the four. I have been, but I would buy more games day one, and they would sit on my shelf because well, I'm playing something else. Now at seventy dollars a pop. I'm not buying it unless I'm playing it day one. Everything else I want, it's going to be bargain bin. I mean, okay. Which, which to me hurt, which hurts developers even more because now you're not. Well, I make the argument they still get their money, but they're not getting all their money because I'm buying it at thirty bucks. See, I I don't have a problem with the seventy dollar, the ten dollar increase up to seventy dollars, only because we made it through. The three and the four, and we never got a price increase. Does it hurt that we're going to be spending ten dollars more on games? Absolutely. And Mark, I think it's actually what more than for you in the UK, right? No, we're 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 about seven. Uh, I think the problem comes for when they start releasing games like Spider-Man Miles Morales, and that's fifth there, and that's what? like a seven-hour game. That's where the problem is. Or like, what was the Uncharted spin-off? That was Lost Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, so that that oh, in this oh, generation sorry. would be fifth if that was came out now. I think that's the problem is when they start releasing games that aren't worth the money. Like your general seventy costing game will probably be worth the money if if it's a game that you like and you like if it's Ghost of Shishima for Alex, then that's gonna and, be worth the seventy. But if you the Miles Morales, I've got that, but it's not worth fifty. From what you've told me in the length it took you to platinum it from start to finish, that's not worth fifty. No, see now that, that, that's something else I have a problem with. So you're charging seventy dollars for Miles Morales on the five. No, oh. no, 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 no. Let's be. Uh, let's break that. That's fifty. Oh, it's it, it's fifty any, for both. Any, any game, okay? Any game that's on the PlayStation Four that you get a free upgrade to the PlayStation Five is still sixty dollars. Period. Miles Morales, I think, was fifty because it's a shorter game. Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which comes with Spider-Man Remastered, is seventy. But any game that's readily available on the PlayStation Four is still sixty dollars standard, and then you get the PlayStation Five upgrade. Any game that's a PlayStation Five exclusive, like Godfall, is seventy dollars. Ah, okay. All right. Well, then how I long can't retract was what I was going to say? How long was Miles Morales from start to finish for you, Tricker? I. Well, I can look at my game time, uh, but I, I would say if I went straight story, I've, I've seen reports you can finish the story in three hours. That's a fi- that's fi- that's fifty for DLC then. Let's be honest, that's a fi- the, fifty DLC. Total game time, I would say I put twenty thirty hours into the game, going through everything. Now, to be fair, to get the platinum, you had to beat New Game Plus, so you know that's two playthroughs. So I mean, it's it's. It's an argument. I don't think fifty dollars for Miles Morales is a is a fair price for how short it is, but there can be an argument saying, well, it it's showing off the new tech, it's showing off this, blah blah blah. I I don't know how I feel about those arguments yet. Well, let, let me don't say get this. me wrong. I bought it. <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry, Mark. What'd you say? I said I bought it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the game. The game looks amazing, but it's not. No one's. No, it's not worth fifty. <laughs> 
And Alex, you were about to say something. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, if Sony... Imagine Sony, like, ups the price of its games to 70 and then Nintendo and, and Microsoft stay the same at 60 How bad is that going to make Sony look? Well, I, I think... I think the Xbox is going up to 70 as well. Well, is don't, it just certain don't... games, like certain developers, or is it Microsoft first-party stuff too? I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to say anything exactly on uh, Xbox's prices um, because uh, I think, and I'm and I'm not trying to dig at Xbox, but they don't have any exclusives right now, so it's hard to determine that Halo was supposed to be their exclusive, and I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up right now. Halo Infinite. See if it gives me a price for it. Uh, I don't think Halo. they've got a date for that coming out either. I don't think they've given that a new date because it looks so bad. They got that much criticism. They pulled it, didn't they? And reworking on it. Okay. According to Google, I just googled Halo Infinite. According to Google, it's available from Best Buy and GameStop, and they're both listed it at sixty dollars. But that could just now, be a again. placeholder. Right, and, but it's also saying it's coming out for the Series X and the Series, uh, the Xbox One. So that could fall into what we're saying about how if if it's a four, it's still the sixty dollars. I don't think, Mike. Uh, I don't think Microsoft has has announced a Series X or S exclusive game like it's only going to come to that one. So I, I but they also have. Uh, full backwards compatibility with their system, so I don't know if there will ever be a Series X or X uh, exclusive game. Um, this doesn't make sense, though. They must Is have an exclusive. They must have an exclusive. They must have something announced. Maybe it's not out yet, but they must have announced something. Well, again, I think anything that's on Xbox and PC is exclusive. I don't think there's a whole lot of overlap between the PlayStation. Uh, okay, I'm I'm a little confused right now. Halo Infinite is the next gen. Next Halo game, right? No, yes. that's a remake. In that remake, what? So, what's the Halo game that's coming out? That's the remake. Halo Infinite, I'm sure, is a remake. It's a reboot of one. Mm, I'm sure. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure the Halo that they showed at one of their shows was a reboot of one. No, I. I thought. Okay, I. I I'm not up on, but. No, neither am I though. Uh, well, I'm looking at Google right now, and it says Halo Infinite's GameStop DLC is now available, and that was a day ago as of this recording. But then under Halo Infinite, it says initial release date is December 2020. So who the... I don't know. Okay. Right, anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know Xbox's prices, but I'm assuming that they're probably going to go up to $70 as well. Well, I, I just think I'm just pointing out that it would look really bad for Sony if Sony raised the price and Microsoft didn't. Oh, absolutely. But again, yeah, I think the Nintendo games are going to stay sixty at least right now, as long as they're just going with the Switch. Uh, I'm I'm looking up this Halo thing. Okay, Halo Infinite. Yeah, that's the next game because the release date is to be announced. But right now on Best Buy, it's listed at sixty dollars. So, all right, that is going to bring us to the end of our topics, and. Uh, yield. Yo. I'm playing this for you because I don't think you've heard it live yet. Time to check my social media. Yeah. Uh, we I'm glad you didn't one... forget that this week because you would have been heartbroken. 
Well, that well, that's what I was referring to in the in the when I stumbled on for for the show. I didn't put it in, and I remembered, and I stumbled through the show. We only have one question, and that is from Andrew. Uh, Mark, I'm going to let you answer first, uh, since only me and you could really answer the question. Has there been any PS4 game that hasn't impressed you with its PlayStation 5 upgrade? Has Marvel Avengers been upgraded? Because that won't impress me. <laughs> um, no, no, no. They, I don't, they don't look much different, let's be honest. Like, I was just watching you play the Spider-Man upgrade before, and it's not, it's not, it's not miles different. So, no. To answer, no, I'm not impressed by most of them as of yet. But they are just PlayStation 4 games running on PS5, so... I, I will tell you, uh, I have played my PlayStation 5 through my PlayStation 4 in my living room uh, through remote play, and it works phenomenal. Um, I've also played my PlayStation 4 from my living room on my PlayStation 5, and that works phenomenal. Now, to be fair, both systems are hardwired, so there's probably not going to be much lag, and I pay for gigabyte uh, internet, so I have incredible speeds, uh, even if I was wireless. Uh, so to be fair, I, I don't know if that would work. Uh, Mark, uh, again, not to call you out, but you said that the UK gets shitty internet. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you've had any issues or if you've even tried remote playing your systems. No, I don't. I, no, no, I've not tried. <laughs> All right, so maybe we can uh, we'll, we'll have you check that out and then uh, uh, Rocket League we'll looks nice, huh? Rocket League does look nice. Yeah, it does <laughs> one, look one nice, of the games that doesn't really matter if it looks nice or not. Yeah, it just looks it just looks like crisp and quite colourful. You can just as soon as you boot it up, you just say, "Oh, that looks nice." But that's that's really the only full game I've played. Now I think about it. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, that is just our questions. Uh, remember, if you guys want to leave us questions, you can send us an email, uh, trophyhouseapprovinggame.com. Uh, you can hit us up in the Discord, uh, and you can also leave it, uh, if we remember, uh, my signed uh, yield to put the weekly thread up there, because we always forget. Me and Alex. Well, you Doesn't put, mean I'm uh, going to remember. This is football season. I was just saying, you put, you put we were recording a couple hours, and I'm like, wait a minute, did, did the time change? Because I know we're recording with Mark, and he lives across the pond, and that's quite a bit of difference in time. Well, I said we were recording in a few hours. Yeah, that was like earlier today. I was like, oh shit, I better double check and see what time we're recording. Yeah. I'm off work tomorrow. It's fine. I've put, I've put PlayStation 5 time off. I was going to say, we're sucking time away from your PlayStation 5. Yeah, no. I had the kids asleep uh, upstairs. This is all good. This is quiet time. <laughs> I'm playing Pokemon Go as we speak. Oh, very nice. We within well, we should become Pokemon Go friends because uh, me, me and Tricky, me and Tricky are friends on it now. I, I've got an impressive little collection, haven't I, Tricker? Yeah. Uh, just just to let you guys know, I bought an automatic Pokemon catcher. The little Pokemon. cheater. Oh, I'm not. No, this ain't cheating. This is this is. Uh, this is strategic. Strategic? Yes, because that's code for cheating. Yeah. When it's an automatic catcher, that means I don't have to do any work. See, the catch rate in 100%, the only thing that would be considered cheating is Tricky can now spin stops while he drives. That would yes. be the only thing that's considered cheating. 
Well, okay, and and to be fair, uh, and I'm gonna knock on myself a little bit here. Uh, when you are in a car and you're playing Pokemon Go, the stops and the Pokemon don't appear on your map, so manually you can't get it. But with this automatic catcher, it still catches them and spins all the stops automatically, even if they don't appear in your game. You need like a Pokemon section of this podcast, then, so you can talk about Pokemon on the Switch as well. I'd be the only what? one able to talk about it. Which what what and also what does suck is because uh, me and Mark became friends and then uh, we can't trade because they don't have the uh, unlimited distance anymore. Well, they're, they're doing uh, a, a, until tomorrow at least they're doing like forty to fifty kilometers of distance. So you and I still can't trade tricky because you and I have a lucky trade that we could do in Pokemon. But hopefully they'll fix that in the future. And this is just a test of how well they can do it. Oh wait, we we can trade. Not right now, no. But they're they're doing something where you can trade with a distance of some a friend within forty to fifty kilometers of you. I think it's fifty, but I don't think that we can still do it because I don't think that Kentucky to New York is is within that range. But hopefully they're testing things out so in the future it can be like, hey, you can trade with anybody around the world. All right. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you a free $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link to your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just keeping your money. Why not give it to us instead? All right. Let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Alex, let's start with you, sir. Give a shout out to the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse, wonderful people like Mark, who keep this show going and who push us further and further, uh, have our um, our influence grow and just allow us to be on more platforms so we can reach more people. Uh, you guys, uh, your support of the show has really what has you know continue like gotten us to continue uh, doing this and you know because doing a podcast for ten years like a lot of times you know it gets a little old but because of you guys. We still have the fire, the desire to do it. So thank you all very much for continuing to support the show. Give a shout-out to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight despite Survivor Series. And to give a shout-out to Mark. Sir, it is always a pleasure having you on. Always a great episode. I swear to God, I thought you just called him Mark Cerny. I called him Mark. Yeah. Just no. Mark. I, I only heard Mark. Uh, Alex, uh, Yield, did you hear it too? No. Because <laughs> he said Mark and it's certainly... And I thought he said Mark Cerny. No. Not hearing it. All right. I mean, I no, nothing you. against Mark Cerny, but I'd rather have Mark on. Cheers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and last but not least, I want to give a shout-out to my loving and awesome girlfriend, Ashley, um, who uh, we had a, a delicious dinner tonight, and, you know, we're kind of just going over stuff to buy for the holidays. Holidays are going to look a bit dinner, different this year. Uh, we were, you know, we're planning just to be me and her on Thursday, probably eating a lot of food, just uh, maybe have a few drinks, just play a bunch of video games. So, and we're trying to plan out what we're getting the kids for the holidays. So, um, even though the holidays are going to look a lot different this year, it seems like we're still going to be spinning it exactly how we want to. All right. Yield your shout outs. Shout out to Alex and Tricky for recording tonight. Shout out to the fans for hanging out with us, watching our Twitch streams or watching our Rocket League Thursdays. Uh, a shout out to the uh, person, gamer, who left the advice on how to uh, fix my camera angle. Uh, I have seen that I have been playing better, especially at uh, goalie with the uh, different camera angles, so I appreciate that. Shout out to Mark for coming on tonight and for joining us 
for Rocket League Thursdays this week, and you're coming next week? Yes? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. And... Good! (laughs) And, uh... I think that's it. Yeah. What about the B-Wing? I I, I gave... Well, I mean... I, I guess I give a shout out to EA, even though, ooh, make sure nothing broke. Okay, uh, shout out to EA for the B-Wing, because that, that is, you know, pretty pretty awesome. Cool, yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to you for you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. You know, I, I, I enjoy coming on. Um, shout out to my family. Um, they won't listen, but my wife, should. I'll tell her tomorrow that I shout her out. She'll love that. Um, and a massive shout out to Homer because my little Debbie Christmas cakes come tomorrow. Um, Woohoo! I am so excited. I've got two boxes. I've got a chocolate one and a normal one. So Homer, thank you very much for the suggestion. Uh, any other ch- snacks that you eat, just keep telling me about them, and I'll keep I'll keep eating them and getting fatter and fatter See, we've, and fatter. Zebra cakes. Ended, if you're going the little ended, Debbie route, zebra cakes. We've inadvertently cakes. we've inadvertently started a movement in the UK. This is amazing. Yeah. It's mainly a one fat man movement, <laughs> and there might not be much more movement. But we don't get the, your treats. Like your, your chocolate, I've got to be honest, is awful. It's awful. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah, our chocolate is really good, but you get the most amazing other treats, like um, oh, Twinkies. Oh my god! And we just don't get them. We have to order them specially and pay over the odds for them. Um, so yeah. Um, shout, definitely a shout out to Omar. Um, is is Mark it. really Woody Harrelson's character from Zombieland? Because the first thing he mentioned was Twinkies, and we know how much uh, in Zombieland he loved Twinkies. Do you know what? I, going totally off the shout out. Sorry, Tricker. Um, I was huge. <laughs> it was a, it was about a year ago. I got <laughs> and we had kids, and when you have kids, like you'll know, you get so settled, so you just eat and do nothing else, really. So I got so big. <laughs> massive but then I started jogging and now I've lost a load of weight and I assume Homer's going to suggest that many tweets that I might put all that weight on again um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely a shout out to Homer well we're getting that time of the year where gluttony is key gluttony is chic because people well, just, especially this year people are just going to sit in and eat a lot we're on lockdown in the UK we're midway through a month lockdown and our lockdown has just been announced to be extended till Christmas so you're only allowed out once a day to exercise, apparently. So it's getting a bit more difficult and a bit more difficult to, to sort of to sort of do that. But any any nice treats are always a good suggestion. But that's me done. I want to give a shout out to the <laughs> goddess who uh, held the secret and for me. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D, who unfortunately is not here today, but she has gotten her seventh crown in full, guys. She's making you look a fool, Tricky. She is. She did it on the um, Fuser as well. She made you look a fool. Yes. Uh, Fuser, uh, she, she's definitely a better DJ than me. So yeah, uh, I, I want to point out, I'm not the best with math, but I do want to point out that the deficit between, or the, the divide between Tricky and Yield scores in Rocket League are the exact number of crowns that uh, Sweet Mama correct, D has. Correct, correct. That works out perfectly. Also, uh, Sweet Mama D gets her own special shout-out because just yesterday she achieved her first-ever Platinum Trophy. Was it? Hi, my name is Mayo, too. No, was it Minecraft? No, it was not. It was in Undertale. Really? That's a difficult Platinum. It's not not difficult, but it it can be tricky, that one. She got it in less than a day. 
Well done. She plays better games than you. Well done. Oh, snap! <laughs> Shots fired! Uh, she does play more difficult games than you. Shout out to the fans, and if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Bye. Bye. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.